Hello, ako si Des Cavilan. Kayo ay nakikinig sa bagong Raffler Podcast episode kung saan nihimayin natin ang mga mayinit at mahalagang isyu sa Pilipinas. Ito ang Raffler's Newsbreak, Beyond the Stories. Sa episode na to, pag-uusapan natin ang social media sa bansa, lalo na malapit na ang 2022 elections. Natuto na ba ang mga tech companies tulad ng Facebook at Twitter Pagkatapos umusbong ang online disinformation, paano nga dapat investigahan ang paggamit ng trolls? Patalakayin natin ang isyong ito kasama si rapper reporter Camila Lemia who covers media and democracy. Hi Camille! Kasama rin natin si Gabby Baisas, ang digital communication specialist ng Rappler. Hi Gabby! Hi Judith! So thank you for joining me today. Mahabang usapan nito at medyo very important at very relevant ngayon. No? Umpisa na tayo no? kasi mahaba rami yung tanong. Gusto rami yung gustong malaman. Gabby! Ano ang pulso sa social media tungkol sa administration ni Duterte at this point in time, five years on? Ayun, so five years on, parang in terms of pulso ng social media, kasi parang very, sanay na yung mga tao sa leadership style ni Duterte, tsaka yung antics ni Duterte. So very polarized talaga yung sentiment sa mga tao about Duterte on social media. Either supporter ka or critic ka. Either you like him or you dislike him. On one hand, kasi yung mga critics kasi halatang pagod na sila. Like pagod na sila sa Duterte. Like sa Duterte administration in general, parang pagod na sila sa mga sa militaristic style nila, yung approach na to everything, tsaka yung mga sinasabi niya nung laging nagkocontradiction ng sarili niya. Ayun, so parang halatang naumay din yung critics, pero at the same time, um, in-emphasize nila na bawal maging manhid. In the same way na ang daming nag-remind sa social media na in-emphasize nila na importante yung maging angry and frustrated sa Duterte admin para they can hold them accountable then for lahat ng mga injustices that happened throughout the past five years. But at the same time din kasi, until today, very united pa rin yung mga Duterte supporters in the sense na mabilis lang mag-organize, mag-mobilize. They're quick to respond din kasi sa mga critics on social media. Gusto pa rin idagdag kasi na it's very important din na bawal i-assume na lahat ng mga Duterte supporters online, puro trolls lang sila. Kasi may organic Duterte supporters pa rin until now. That's why very popular pa rin si Duterte until today. So even five years into his administration, dahil dami niyang ginawa for the past five years, um... Marami pa rin supporters si Duterte um, rallying behind him even at this point in time. Sabi mo nga kanina, di ba, na parang nakikita ko sa'yo, mga Duterte critics, may difference, mm-hmm. parang, may, parang may pagbabago. And then yung sa uh, Duterte supporters who are not trolls, emphasize, emphasize mm-hmm. tayo sa not trolls, mm-hmm. parang united pa rin sila. Pero from your Uh-oh. observation, ano yung stark difference sa two... Sa two parang place na to, sa two parties na to, and your own parties, uh, ano yung difference sila pre-pandemic naman and post-pandemic? How would you characterize yung uh, difference na to? Kasi I would assume, di ba, na marami tayong nababasa online na may mga Duterte supporters na turn off sa presidente nung nag-unravel yung leadership niya nung pandemic. So how would mm-hmm. you characterize yung difference na to na given the context ay itong pandemic and yung government response? Mm-mm. Ano kasi, so itong pandemic kasi, like, di naman siya nag-discriminate between kung, regardless kung Duterte supporter ka, hindi. It's not like sasabihin ng virus na, ah, okay, so Duterte supporter ka, ligtas ka, ganyan. Um, kasi yung response ni Duterte talaga to the pandemic, yung response of his administration talaga, um, I think naging mas aware ang mga tao na may pagkukulang talaga sa response nila. So in the sense na naging mas aware din yung mga initial Duterte supporters, so bali former supporters na, naging mas aware sila na may pagkukulang si Duterte sa um, addressing yung mga 
medical solutions, ganyan, parang masyadong militarized yung response daw niya. And ayun, so, it's not as if kasi na yung mga Duterte supporters talaga. There are some naman talaga that are still very stubborn kasi na nagagali din sila behind Duterte despite yung pandemic response nila. Pero may ibang Duterte supporters din talaga na kunwari may close friends sila or family na nagka-COVID na tapos nakita naman nila firsthand na di naman talaga sapat yung response nila, yung health response nila to the pandemic. Ang daming individuals din kasi involved in itong pandemic response ng Duterte administration. But Duterte naman talaga being the president, siya talaga yung nagsaset ng overall tone siya yung direction ng um, pandemic response ng country. Naging mas aware din yung mga tao na, like on social media, parang nag-express na sila ng sentiments na may, may mapagkakulang talaga sa um, response ng Duterte administration when it comes to the pandemic. Ang ganda yung pag-characterize mo, yung pagbigay mo sa amin na overview ng social media ngayon. No? Kasi, oh. of course, hindi naman lahat ng siguro nasa Facebook ay nasa Twitter. Hindi naman lahat sa Twitter oh. nasa Facebook. And hindi naman lahat ng nanonood ng show natin siguro ay follow or sinusundan yung mga nangyayari online, di ba? Kasi, of course, mm-hmm. hindi lahat may oras ng ganun. Pero gusto oh. kong malaman, no? Very crucial itong, itong tanong ko na to. Kasi, parang madaming mga na-fall into this parang parang magkakamali na tipong yung kung ano yung social media, ginagospel truth na nila, kung ano nakikita nila doon, yun na yung parang talagang totoo. Pero Gabi and Camille, both to para sa inyong dalawa, pareho kayong consistent na nagre-report ng social media. Marami na kayong mga reports na ilalabas, investigative pieces, both sides of the party, both sides, meron mga Duterte supporters and the other side. Ano yung dapat alalahanin ng mga tao if they look into social media trends, if pinag-aaralan nila yung social media trends, ano dapat yung mga dapat i-consider nila pag ina-analyze yung mga nangyayari and ano ba yung mga nuances when it comes to uh, social media observation? Yung nuances kasi sa social media, kasi ang dapat alalahanin ng tao is that ang daming nagsasalita sa social media, so so much can get lost in the noise. In this, in this especially kasi like pag-emotional talaga at saka yung passionate mga tao on a certain issue or a certain topic. Um, so, um, ang importante talaga sa amin kasi is that if ever may nag-blow up na topic or may naging viral yung isang issue, we have to focus din talaga sa heart ng discussion. Ano ba yung nag-spark ng ganitong discussion? Ano ba yung nag-prompt na mag-blow up ng ganitong discussion? Ano ba yung ano, ano ba yung context ng discussion na to? I think yung important talaga is that we go back to yung heart ng discussion kasi it's so easy to get lost in the noise din kasi sa social media. Kasi ang daming nagtitweet, eh, syempre, we're all stuck in our echo chambers din. Parang easy na mawawalan din yung context of the discussion as a whole. So it's also important then that we always go back to ano ba yung nag-start nito? Ano ba yung nag-prompt nito for for this to become viral on social media? Camille, going back to your question ano kung ano ba yung kailangan nilang tama no kung ano yung kailangan nilang pansinin. Yeah. Uh, kasi parang in general naman if it's too good to be true, parang ano na, parang red red flag na yon. Kasi may, we have a saying nga, 'di ba? Na if free yung isang product, most likely you're the product. Parang ganon yung data mo. So parang hindi porket it's easily available online. Dapat mo na siyang gawin. And in the same way na hindi porket easily available yung information online, parang yun na yun. Hindi porket it's the most accessible, yun na yung paniniwalaan. And also I think one thing din na pwede nilang, parang especially going to the elections, ano, yung use of influencers na parang hindi porket sikat yung tao. Whatever they're saying is true, regardless of brand or most especially if it's about um politics or politicians and even about COVID, hindi dapat paniwalaan agad. Kasi we really have to be careful kasi we actually did a story on um influencers being used to spread propaganda. And we're not saying na na I mean that story was about the spread, the use of influencers to spread 
Duterte propaganda, pero nobody's stopping these people from using influencers to spread whatever false information or agenda they're pushing. So yun yung magandang tignan nila ngayon. Na-mention ni Gabi kanina yung social media, echo chamber. Parang yun yung favorite word ko when it comes to analyzing social media, echo chamber. Kasi honestly, di ba, talagang it's not impossible na tayo ay may echo chamber tayo sa mga social media. Kasi nga, we, fa- we choose who we follow, we choose who we see on Facebook or Twitter. Pero gusto ko malaman, no? kasi given na na-mention ni Kabil na social media, inf- magiging huge part ng influencers, gaano ba ka-significant ang social media sentiments? sa pag-gauge ng overall sentiments ng mga tao tungkol sa isang issue. For example, okay, when we look at Twitter, makita natin talaga mataas ang sentiments against the government response sa pandemic. Pero minsan, di ba, uh, may mga issue na malala, parang medyo against sa mga tao online, pero pag may mga surveys sa ground, iba yung sentiments. Ano ba yung, gaano, pero gaano ka significant ang social media sa ganito mga bagay? Siguro, gabi una, Significant pa rin naman talaga yung social media sentiment kasi the Philippines being a social media capital of the world, and daming talaga nag-turn sa social media to express yung mga sentiments nila tungkol sa mga issue na ganito. It's a very good starting point also for people to express yung mga thoughts nila on current events, tsaka yung mga pressing matters na ganito. But then, ayun nga, parang dahil may echo chambers tayo, tas di talaga reliable yung mga algorithms sa social media, it's hard to assume na ganito yung overall sentiment ng buong Filipino population. Kahit like lots of people are active in the Philippines sa social media. Kasi, syempre naturally kasi yung mga algorithm ng social media platform, ma-expose ka lang to people who share the same views as you do. Kasi they'll suggest yung mga people who follow the same influencers that you do, people who follow the same politicians that you do. Pero ayun, so alam naman natin na what we see online isn't the entire picture naman talaga. So it doesn't mean na ganito yung overall sentiment sa social media, so ganito yung overall sentiment ng Philippine population as a whole. Kasi ang daming nuances din dito, ang daming, ang daming communities din on social media that we might not be seeing on our own personal feeds. Yeah, agree with Gabby na parang it's just like a segment of a population yun sa social media. But the thing kasi is, like with politicians, they usually, like I covered the Senate for a long time, and I know that these senators, their staff, their officers really listen to social media or look to social media for feedback. And makikita mo, pag naka-receive ng backlash, medyo aatras na. So in a way, they use social media to gauge yung reaction sa kanila. Pero it's not, parang they're not basing their decisions entirely on social media. Although it's really a big factor. Especially like, especially if dito sa mga cities, Metro Manila, and all the other urban cities nationwide. So yun yun. But yun nga, parang huge deal nga social media, no? And of sobrang huge deal niya na ang social media nagpa parang one factor sa pagka-elect na presidente natin 2016, di ba? Yeah. And, and as Gabby mentioned, nagbago na sent or may kaunting bago sentiments sa pagdating sa administrasyon. Pero Camille, we know for a fact na meron pa rin government propaganda, malakas pa rin. Pero how do you see the government propaganda uh, figuring in this latest trend or latest sentiments sa mga tao, itong mga issue ngayon sa bansa natin, pandemia. Siguro five years on in this administration, five years after ma-elect si President Duterte, five years, we started looking into this this information. Yung government propaganda ba, nag-hold pa rin siya na, or nag-carry pa rin siya na weight, or nag-hold pa rin ng significant part in the online conversation. Malakas pa rin ba siya, basically? 
I think in a way, the mere fact that we already, parang ang dami ng taong may awareness on this information on social media. So parang it's already a win in that. Pero kasi with what the Duterte administration, like starting from the campaign, tas hanggang ngayon, kung anong ginawa nila, parang ang dami ng gumagaya. So especially now na pandemic, parang politicians are left with no option practically but to use social media. So I am expecting na yung strategy from before and recent strategy ng gobyerno and ng, alam mo yun, ng allies nila or whoever allied with them, tutuloy yun. And in fact, it could also, parang magkakaroon pa sila ng innovation kasi nga, parang they're forced to, parang not just survive but thrive on social media. So yun babantayan. Like now, I remember when Gabby, Alois, and I were doing uh, a story about parang how platforms are preparing for 2022, nakita namin, like TikTok, di ba? Parang it's a new entity. Wala pa siya ng 2016. 2019, medyo nandiyan na, pero it's not really, alam mo yun, sobrang popular yet. Pero nakita namin sa TikTok, sobrang daming pasimpleng pagkakampanya. Sometimes actually hindi lang pasimple, sobrang all out na. But more than that, mas open siya for misinformation and disinformation, not just about COVID, but also about politicians, specifically the Marcoses. Ang dami. Alam mo yung style nila na, kasi para for the longest time, dati yung mga influencers lang na, alam mo yung sikat, pero ito, like yung normal na tao. So yeah. parang mas nakakahakot yun. Yun ang style. Gusto ko muna tanong ko. Oh, you mentioned kanina yung disinformation and misinformation. Siguro, remind lang ang readers natin, ano yung difference ba nito ang dalawang to? Hindi, hindi ko napapahabayan, pero ang point lang <laughs> is the intention. Yung misinformation, parang it could be, parang wala kang intention to, parang, to fool people or to, parang, lokohin or magsinungaling or, alam mo yun, ganun. so yun yun. Misinformation, it could be something wrong lang, misinformed ka. Pero hindi mo sinasadya. Pero yung disinformation talagang pinagplanuhan mo. Deliberate act on your part. And in most cases, ginagastusan. Diba? Oo. Just, alam naman natin oh. yun. <laughs> you mentioned na takot ka na same style pa rin or parang parang yung lockdown natin. Parang iba't ibang reiterations na nang ginawa nila ng 2016 ang i-deploy nila pagating ng election. So, ang laki na role nito ng tech platforms, no? Sa pag-police ng nangyayaring disinformation. Ano na yung response nila so far sa issue ng disinformation and being heavily used by government propaganda? Are they responding or adjusting well or naghahabol pa rin sila? And siguro, ano yung kulang sa ginagawa nila? Especially in the context of the paparating na election. I think, like, um... Gabi can also answer this, ano? Pero like yung sa akin yung context lang na ang concern ko, I'm sure many other experts or many other people are concerned kasi the the effort they put sa election sa US was kind of understandable because these are American companies. Pero kasi tayo as Filipinos, as of, as Philippines, di ba parang maliit lang tayo? Hindi natin alam if they will exert so much effort yung kagaya sa ginawa nila sa US and gagastusan ba nila tayo? Right now, nung ginawa na namin yung story that was a year exactly a year before the 2022 elections parang nangangapapa meron pa tayong uh, mga companies dito na wala silang representative so parang meron sila Asia Pacific pero wala for such a big um, national event wala silang tao assigned na alam yung local culture local local ganap mga ganon so yun yun tapos Comelec pa it's not ready so yun Gabi 
Ayun, I agree with Camille din naman talaga na syempre yung US elections talaga mas malaki talaga yung impact on the world. The Philippines, we don't have that kind then like of siguro yung power, yung impact on itong tech companies to act kasi syempre and even in the Philippines kasi like ang daming um, fake news na nagse-circulate on social media. So um as much as we we see na may ganitong problems on in the Philippines in our country. I'm hoping talaga that like that tech companies will act on it, but I feel like we'll have a much harder time holding them accountable compared to mga Americans who are um, rallying for the same thing. I point out ko lang like okay, Rappler, Verifiles and other news organizations are into fact checking, diba? Like Verifiles and Rappler, third party partners yeah. Pero kasi the thing is because of the business model ng mga companies na to, and it's too late to change that business model. Hello, hindi naman nila papalitan yan dahil sa Pilipinas. So given na ito na yun, eh, hindi pa rin nila kasi tinatanggal yung disinformation sa platform. So let's say we fact-check things, we fact-check claims. Parang, he, walang, ang effect lang nun is ililabel lang nila, pero andun pa rin yun, easily accessible by people. So parang hindi rin consistent yung manner nila ng pag-take down ng false information, ng misinformation, disinformation, and even hate speech. So parang very arbitrary ang dating. So yun yung problema natin. Kasi una, parang yung lead naman ng Comelec natin, like talking about the elections, ha, yung nakaupo naman sa Comelec natin are mostly lawyers. And hindi naman sila experts sa ganitong uh, field. And also yung Facebook, I think Facebook na yung pinaka-active, so to speak, to change whatever, parang to improve transparency. Pero that's only as far as transparency pagdating sa political advertisements. Pero other than that, it's a whole, ano eh, parang it's a whole problem na, honestly, if you start talking about it, parang nakaka-frustrate. Pero sabihin ko na lang, I think it's not too late for Filipinos to like, let these platforms know na we are watching them and we want them to do something about their platforms here in the country. Like, personally, alam ko yung ramdam ko yung inis pag nag-report ka ng something na clearly disinformation, clearly hate speech, tapos hindi nila i-take down. Tapos parang, then mag-post ka na ng something critical for the government, I, parang i-mamass report ka lang ng mga trolls or whatever, matitake down yung post mo, ma, ma, para mawawarningan ka lang. But kahit, pero yung, yung mas, clearly yung mas important ng mga posts, hindi nila kayang actionan agad. So yun nga, parang mm-hmm. it's sad. But at the same time, you said ka, Camila, it's not too late for the public Filipinos to, to call for, to call the, uh, for these platforms to, parang, mag-action ng mas malala po or mas solid pa sa ginagawa nila ngayon. Lalo na crucial yung 2022 election, no? So, nandito tayo sa election, no? Gusto kong focus sa election. Camille and Gabby, ano yung bagong trend sa propaganda and disinformation na nakikita nyo posibleng i-maximize patungo sa May 2022? Ano yung kinakatakutan nyo na mangyari ganun? Gabby, siguro muna. Um, well, may nakita naman, um, may story naman tayo on this already. Um, kasi uh, nag-crowdsource kami for um, yung mga Facebook groups tsaka yung big Twitter accounts na nagpalit ng pangalan to endorse a candidate, a possible candidate kasi wala namang filing of candidacy pa naman, to endorse a, a politician who might run for yung 2022 election. So parang nagpalit sila ng pangalan um, endorsing the certain candidate para may exposure din sila. And syempre, tinatake advantage nila of... Um, yung mga groups na maraming members, yung accounts na ang daming followers para mag, mas um uh, mas malaking impact, um, mas malaki kasi yung audience nila. So obviously it makes a great setup din talaga for um 
propaganda, uh, spreading disinformation din, ganyan. Tapos especially kasi sa in- upcoming elections, kasi syempre nasa pandemic pa rin tayo, diba? So, um, we're expecting to see na mag-shift significantly yung campaigning ng mga politicians online. Kasi malilimit din sila sa mga, um, sa mga quarantine restrictions for in-person campaigning, diba? So, I feel like we should be more aware din talaga na baka itong um, politicians they might take advantage of more accounts na may ganitong... Um, na ganito kalaki yung following nila, ganito kalaki yung um yung Facebook group nila and so on. Um tapos I think we should yun, we should keep an eye out for this kasi we we don't know what's gonna happen din talaga sa social media kasi um it's a perfect honestly it's a perfect playground din kasi for Filipino politicians to uh, make the most out of it um dahil malapit na yung elections. That's yeah. what we've seen so far. Yeah. Can I just add something? Go. Yeah, uh, kasi like um, since nabanggit na nga ni, ni Gabi yung sa campaigning, ano, so yung sa Facebook, parang ito yung biggest change, so to speak, na ginawa nila for the elections. That's what uh, what they call um, ad library. So ang nangyari dun sa ad library, parang um, available na yung database. Kasi parang ngayon, i-require na nila yung politicians to to say na, na kung sino yung nagbayad kung sino yung kung sinong candidate and kung sino yung target market or demographic so makikita mo doon that's why the Comelec parang welcomes this development kasi meron tayong campaign finance laws pero nahihirapan nga because of our old laws Philippine laws tapos sobrang may may gap in between old laws and the new technology so now with this ad library Comelec is hopeful na magagawa ng paraan yon in terms of campaign finance um transparency but at the same time uh hindi lang kasi yun yung problema parang okay this is one aspect finance pero more than that like the disinformation that eventually that is already affecting the information ecosystem kasi um like para lang maintindihan masimplify sa mga sa mga tao sa mga manonood natin na minsan kasi yung mga funny na nakikita natin sa social media di ba we like it or sometimes we like the page kasi ang harmless eh ang ang nakakatawa lang puro memes eh pero sometimes yun yung naging nagiging way for us to be a part of that network disinformation network kasi pag sinabi naman nating disinformation network hindi lahat ng accounts niyan nagsispread ng disinformation. Yung iba dyan, targeted, para lang maka, maka, makapagpalaki ng network. Kasi yun nga, pag funny, pag puro chismis, pag entertainment. Pero ultimately, yung ginagawa ng Rappler, we are mapping out itong mga networks na to. Makikita natin na connected yun. So parang, in a way, huwag tayo magpaloko. So be careful with the things that we like. Be careful with the things that we share. Kasi yun nga, parang may nakabantay sa atin. Yeah. I remember your story no yung sa uh, showbiz influencers na di ba mention na nakwento mo noon na hindi naman puro politics politics yung ni-share nila pero eventually if nag-like ka ng page nila part ka na ng disinformation network na yon. Yun nga kami gusto lang tanungin din sa FP yung ad tracker nila. So ang ko-cover lang nito ay if legitimate Facebook pages yung nag-roll out ng ads. Tama ba? I think parang Actually, magandang story yan. <laughs> can work on that. Para moving forward. Pero kasi ngayon, ang ganap dyan ay parang bag, pag bumili ka ng ads, kailangan may ano, may name, may... Uh-huh. Alam mo yun, hindi na pwedeng... 
hindi na supposedly hindi na pwedeng you can hide you can hide behind anonymity ideally that's why yung Philippine Center of Inve- for Investigative Journalism was able to do a story on the early campaigners na yun nga Facebook na talaga ang battleground so yon pwedeng i-explore pa yan pero yun yon ideally hindi ka na makakatago yeah Pero nakatakot pa rin kung paano ipupush yung mga hundreds of hundreds of pages na mga, lumilikom na mga millions ng likes na ng mga pages na kala mo at first ay walang parang bahid ng politika pero eventually magiging politics pala. Naalala ko pa naman kasi marami mga pages lately na umuusbong yung mga tipong madali makahanap na online love, yung mga ganang mga pages, mga ganang funny <laughs> pages sa groups. Pero kinakabahan tayo na baka eventually maging election or politics patient as demands progresses, no? Camille, ang next question ko is, gusto kong mag-focus naman tayo sa ginagawa ng gobyerno supposedly dapat sa propaganda. Lately, di ba, parang nagkakaroon ng pushback against the supposed trolls used by the government. Yung Senate, di ba, I remember meron nag-ask, may mga senators na nag-ask ng investigation sa budget ng PCOO specifically kasi sinasabi nila bahagi na gamit sa mga pag-hire ng mga trolls. Kasi I, don't, I forgot the number, pero ang daming mga parang contractual or per project base na hinire. Tanong ko ay, bakit ngayon lang sila nag-push ng ganitong probe? At sincere ba sa kanilang kanila concern, siguro, at in the first place? Or too late the hero na? To be fair, when it comes to timeline, I think 2017 or 2018. 2017 ata, nagkaroon na ng investigation ng Senate into the spread of false information. Ito yung na-invite yung mga sila moka. Para talaga nag-prosper in the sense na parang yun na lang ata yun eh. Pero kasi, ang, ang take ko doon is, at that time, the Duterte government, like Duterte mismo, was really um, popular. So parang wala pang nagsasalita talaga about this information, misinformation nun. So, ang nangyari, yung mga politiko, natakot din sila maging subject of attacks ng mga, ng mga pro-administration bloggers. So, hindi siya nag-flourish. Pero ba ngayon nga, as Gabby mentioned, tas yun nga yung pinag-uusapan natin na parang mas lumakas na yung loob ng mga tao at sa social media. So, mas nagkaroon na rin ng lakas ng loob yung mga senators or politicians in general. And let's not discount the fact na mag election and they know parang sino yung so far nasa yung may may power kasi ito na yung nasa nasa position eh and ito na yung gumagawa ng ganitong propaganda and all that tactics so syempre gusto nilang imbestigahan pero up to what point magpo-prosper yan honestly hindi ko alam kasi by now yung mindset ng mga politiko ano na yan election na yan kanya-kanya na para ano yung disadvantage or pitfalls come back na mag-investigate sila ng gitong push back late into the game. Ano yung nakikita mo effect nito? Ah, effect? Um, I think like sa ano na yan, for public alam mo yun, public perception. Kasi yeah. mag, yun nga, na parang kailangan na parang i-bolster lang na eto nga, eto talagang gobyerno na to nagsispend ng billions for um false information. Pero, let's not forget, nung before pa, nung kaya pa sana siyang maagapan, hindi sila gumawa ng action. So, parang wala na to PR na rin yan. <laughs> PR na lang din. Gusto ko, dahil nga medyo parang problematic na yung gustong gawin, or medyo imposible na, or 
hindi naman imposible pero malabo yung gustong gawin niya ng Senate, ng, ng mga senador natin. Pero sig- let's, siguro isipin natin na mangyari siya given na may time pa, maraming resources na gawin nila yung gusto nilang gawin. Camille and Gabby na rin, I'll ask you also this na, how can government independent bodies effectively investigate these things, itong propaganda, disinformation? Ano yung dapat yung uh, siguro tuunan nila ng pansin? Or sinong gusto dapat nilang i-focus? Or sino ang dapat nilang i-hold accountable? Gabby, you wanna go ahead? O, oh, ako na. O, oh, sige. Uh, oh, sige. Pwede ako muna. Oh, hi, love. Sige, sige. Go, go muna. Go lang. Okay. Ayun, parang so, I think important din talaga to for yung mga government officials or kung sino man yung mag-investigate sa mga ganito, sa mga troll farms, sa mga ganitong operations online. I think they should focus on, syempre, kung sino yung nagbabenefit from this, parang sino ba yung nag-endorse nila um, through campaigns. Tsaka, I think important din for them to look kung saan sila nag, uh, nagka-campaign. Kumara sa ang platform yung ginagamit, anong platform yung ginagamit nila. So for instance, kumara nasa Facebook ba sila, nasa Twitter, nasa YouTube. Um, kasi ang daming platforms that these people can use to maximize yung visibility nila online also. Tsaka important din talaga to, to also look at, um, apart from kasi like yung, um, kung sino yung endorse nila like in these ads, in these messages, parang sino ba mismo yung nagsaspread ng ganitong messages? Kasi minsan kasi like, they you, these can give you more hints as to sino yung sino yung mastermind kumbaga so to speak behind yung mga ganitong information operations kasi minsan you need might not know then kasi kunwari if if wala namang sigurong explicit candidate na ini-endorse nila at least like you have a better idea of who's doing this if you know kung sino yung spread ng messages kunwari um, mga allies ba ng ganitong certain politician ito ba yung mga um, supporters ng ganitong politician at least you're more aware then of who's spreading these messages if supporters ba ng Guido Terte supporters ba ng opposition so on and so forth yeah Camille mm-hmm. um, I think like sa akin in an ideal world ha meron tayong independent government agency so sige let's say na meron um, first talaga kailangan yung expertise listen to the experts hindi lang yung alam mo yun yung mga appointed officials, hindi lang yung mga lawyers, hindi lang yung mga ganun. Kailangan, okay lang naman maging lawyer ka, pero like I'm saying it in the context of Comelec, na yun nga, dapat may expertise din. Kasi it's not something naman na kaya mo lang intindihin in a week or in a day. Kasi komplikado siya. And then next, I think it's still important to partner with these companies na parang kahit na we criticize them or kahit na, let's say the government, meron din yung love-hate relationship with with companies, with these tech companies, kailangan pa rin nila mag, ma, makipagtulungan with them. Kasi aside from disinformation, um, meron ding like for counter-terrorism, yung mga ganong aspects ng social media. So tuloy lang. And, pero more than that, I really think it's outside the government. Like parang yung pagmamanman, pag, pagmomonitor sa mga ganitong ganap sa social media, it's also the media's responsibility, the NGOs, and yung mga outside the government. Kasi right now, it's hard to trust that the government will be fair, especially when it comes to monitoring or policing social media. Kasi it's already a proven weapon for them. Eh. So why will they stop now na mag election na? Ang ano no no, ang reality check nung na social media is proven to be a good weapon for government. So, parang what's at stake for them if they parang if they push against it, sila pa yung maagrabiado if ipopulis pa nila or magkasanction pa sila sa social media no. Pero so, oh. to this, to be fair then ha, kasi when we say this information propaganda, oh, ngayon, gobyerno gumagawa. Pero ginagam, ginagawa din yan ng other 
ng opposition, ng other political party. So, dahil mm. nga, parang free for all na siya. So, labo-labo. Lalo mas magulo. And I hope na yun, dapat yung mga, ma, dapat yung alam nilang mali, dapat hindi nila gamitin yan. Kasi, mawala sila ascendancy na i-call out yung kung ano yeah. yung propaganda or disinformation na ginagawa ng other parties na kalaban nila. Oh, so, kasi pero ang daming... Sorry, gago lang. Nago. Hindi, <laughs> sasabihin ko no, lang okay, na ang daming mong dapat. Hindi <laughs> 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 nila ginagawa. <laughs> Sadly. Gabi, may sabihin ka pa? Ayun, parang kasi since sobrang accessible talaga yung social media, parang any, we can't assume na ganitong, um, itong party lang yung ginagamit ng um, ganitong operations for social media. Kasi it benefits, it can benefit anyone eh. Kaya ayun, parang we have to be careful then of um, generalizing na, ah okay, ganitong um, supporters lang yung, um, ganitong officials lang yung ginagamit ng mga ganitong propaganda. Kasi uh, social media is, ano, I mean, everyone can access it. So, Ayun, parang eh, we have to be careful na talaga na like anyone can also be spreading like ganitong messages like this. Ganitong um disinformation, um fake news ganito. Ayun. Ayun lang naman for me. Like <laughs> anyone can access this. Uh oh, so we have to be careful especially na malapit yung elections. So ayun, very important for us to be vigilant. Yeah, good luck everyone. For my last two questions no, and this goes to the both of you na rin. Kami rin, Gabby, ano yung nakikita ninyong worst-case scenario pagdating sa social media in the coming months? And siguro if there's one thing that can be done to prevent this, ano yun? Let's start with Camille. Ang hirap naman. <laughs> ano? Parang feeling ko, worst case talaga is, uh, I don't know, parang walang gawin yung Facebook in terms of not just disinformation, pati yung security kasi we all know what happened with Cambridge Analytica pero sana, dahil nga nauna na yung US elections, medyo mas kaya na nilang gawin for like, you know a smaller market, kagaya ng Pilipinas tapos, bukod pa dun yung ano, yung tawag nito, yung political ads, pati yung pag-takedown ng disinformation, kasi parang ang link siya in a way so Facebook does not take down political ads unlike um, Twitter and TikTok. Pero at the same time, ang Facebook then, like I mentioned earlier, they don't take down false posts and they don't allow politicians' posts to be fact-checked. So if we combine these two, let's say, yung politician eh, nagsisinungaling, tapos um, re-electionist or candidate siya, tapos hindi pa matitake down, hindi pa pwedeng ma-fact-check. So parang, alam mo yun, um, walang ginagawa yung Facebook. It's like, if a fact-check lang. Pero the problem really doesn't stop there. So yun yung nakikita ko. And ang daming pwedeng gumawa nun. Local um, and national elections. Gabby? Mm-mm. Yun to add to what Camille said, kasi ayun, parang uh, sa Facebook kasi, like, um, and daming kasing loopholes for politicians to take, like, and daming loopholes for politicians not to take advantage of yung, yung platform and everything. Tapos, apart from, um, siguro yung platforms itself, themselves, na they won't be doing anything to stop itong spreading disinformation, spreading false news on their platforms. I think kasi, um, siguro yung worst case scenario is if ever umabatay sa point na people will not be able to tell, um, real news apart from fake news facts apart from fiction, ganyan. Um, kasi feel ko, um, if, syempre ma-aggravate ito because of yung um, inaction ng mga social media platforms. So, kunwari, if hindi magta-takedown, hindi sila magta-takedown ng um, false posts, um, disinformation propaganda, um, then obviously, kasi it'll be harder for yung mga ordinary people to fact-check yung mga posts nila, to make sure na what they're reading is credible, reputable, ganyan. 
Um, so I feel like that that could be like a possibility. Worst case scenario naman, pero it is still possible naman talaga na umabot tayo sa ganang point where people won't be able to tell um, kung um, if this is a trustworthy source or not. And this is going to be super, super crucial din talaga for um, the upcoming elections. Kasi yung mga false posts about, let's say, candidates, it can make or break yung chance of winning. So obviously, we're going to see like a lot of this in the coming months. Um, ayun, so I think it's very important talaga for ordinary people to be able to fact check kasi um, I don't know if we can trust itong social media platforms to act on yung spread ng false information sa platforms nila because some platforms are doing better than others pero ayun kasi like yung ibang platforms talaga like I, they're adamant in yung yung current setup nila that they won't be fact-checking certain things they won't be taking down certain things so mm-hmm. that really leaves parang the responsibility to on the ordinary people so that's going to be very difficult then talaga like sa coming months na burden pa yung kasi naalala ko lang oh. yeah. Yeah. hindi pero totoo mm-hmm. Pero to so like alam mo yon hindi lang kaya ng fact checkers lang or ng kung sino-sino that's why we we have to empower like like diba mm-hmm. our move they're really empowering people to fact check kasi naisip ko lang ha sa elections it's pandemic tapos yung mga politiko mga kandidato may sarili-sarili na yung Facebook pages and the the people can go directly to the pages of these politicians so parang alam mo yon kung ano yung sasabihin noon dapat matuto rin yung tao to fact check. Pero yun nga, it's easier said than done. Kasi we all know, di ba, parang yun, mahirap din siya. But at least so, we can just empower people. Coming along from, from that thought na empowering people, promote lang natin, meron tayong fact check webinar sa Friday, August 13, 4pm. Uh, and anyone can join and register. Punta na kayo sa Rapper page para makita mo yung registration link and para makita mo kung yung other details for this webinar. So that's on August 13, 4 p.m. That's a Friday. I think that's uh, in two weeks ba yan? Or next week na? Two weeks? Next week, di ba? Tama. So, may, may tanong pa ako, Camille, no? Gusto kong malaman kasi in the past months, na-de-platform si Donald Trump. Parang effective ba yung mga ganun pagdating sa paglaban sa fake news, sa disinformation? Pag-de-platform ng mga politik politicians, lalo na pagdating ng eleksyon. Pag the platform, you mean? Oo, para iba-block sila sa, sa Twitter mm. or sa Facebook. I think parang it's a tricky question. Parang kasi pero kay, in the case of Trump, it's a whole different thing. Kasi alam naman natin na parang, it's a diff, kasi parang okay, lahat, we have to balance the right to a free speech. And at the same time, yung... Kasi ang nangyari doon, parang ini-insight na yung rebellion, yung insurrection, yung ganon. So parang yun yung kailangan iway ng mga social media companies. I don't think the platforming politicians per se is good. Kasi kung wala lang, it's an avenue. What's How are they different from the ordinary people like us, di ba? Pero iba na ang pag-uusapan if, I mean, what they do with their own platform na with their own pages. If they try to uh, parang question, raise doubt sa election integrity, tapos magkakagulo ka gaya ng nangyari dun sa Capitol Riot, di ba? It's, it's different. Oh. Sige, uh, Gabi, may add ka dito. Yeah, kasi, um, ano kasi, like yung um, de-platforming politicians kasi, parang it's not, uh, in the case of Trump at least, ha, uh, 
siguro they can only they can deplatform him pero um yung mga supporters kasi niya will find a way around it so so to speak kasi like so siguro si Trump mismo yung um nag-spread ng mga false posts about yung yung elections on social media so he was suspended from Facebook pero yung mga supporters niya nagmo-mobilize pa rin on Facebook so he kind of found a way around yung Facebook ban even if may ganitong actions ang Facebook, obviously kasi like these people are going to find a way around it if you don't take the necessary actions talaga to really like stop yung ganitong spread ng disinformation ganun. Pero ang hirap din kasi like if we focus sa politicians mismo, kasi you also have yung mga supporters nila, yung mga allies nila, you also have to look at that kasi um, if we limit, if you limit kasi like yung um, ganitong, um, ganitong instance to yung politicians mismo, you're missing out talaga on like the bigger picture which is um, yung Bale yung like yung support system nila like they can also step in and also be guilty of spreading um false information online so you have to be careful din talaga of whoever is going to spread yung mga ganitong messages not just the people that we see in power pero also like yung mga ordinary people they can also be guilty of yung ganitong spreading disinformation like mobilizing online na ganito. my last question feeling ko baka mahirap na tanong to pero tanongin ko pa rin kasi kayo naman yung sumasagot eh. Lagi tayong parang dapat may call to action tayo no, sa mga episode natin. So my last question Camille and Gabby, ano ang dapat pagtuunan ng pansin ng mga grupo o mga tao na of na nag-advocate for social issues, for just cause kung gusto nyo lang i-translate yung social media sentiments against policies that are anti-people into real action on the ground. What should they consider? What should they take into account? Social media, because I think the first step, naman talaga, is awareness. Now the fight doesn't end talaga on social media, so it's good that uh, people are becoming more aware. Na um, the fight doesn't end here. We have to go um, on the ground because it's not as if we resolve the problems of Philippines through a series of infographics that we share on Instagram stories, right? Um, you have to coordinate. You have to meet real life people, talaga. So in the same way, na kumari yung mga people who Um, yung mahilig mag-virtue signaling, mahilig sa virtue signaling, mahilig mag-post ng viral tweets. Um, at least, like, um, if so, sobrang determined lang to get ganitong number of likes, shares, ganun, to reach this many people online, sana ganun din yung um, determination for them to, sana maka-carry over din yung ganitong determination for them to reach out to people on the ground also. Kahit, like, friends and family lang muna, and then uh, meeting people who share the same values. Um You have to meet like other like other people talaga on the ground para i-translate then para ma-translate then yung sentiments online to action offline also. Um for me parang ganun talaga yung um that's the basic step at least um at least reach out talaga to people who you know people who share the same views as you so that um the fight doesn't end talaga sa social media because um yung The next big world event, it will not be held talaga sa social media. That happens offline talaga. We have to look at the bigger picture. We have to meet people um, offline, get um, to get involved with groups offline also. So I feel like ayun, parang yun talaga yung pinaka-feasible na step after this for people to um, ayun, um, get results on the ground talaga. Camille? Yeah, and also listen or read like hindi lang kung ano yung pinaniniwalaan mo. Sobrang effort nito, pero it really helps then especially in combating yung sa algorithm mo. Kasi parang ang hirap din eh, parang you're just preaching to the choir. So yun yung mahirap. And also like, just to add to what Gabby said, sobrang useful nun. Like, sana kung gano'n ka, alam mo yun, 
kagulo pag nagka-cancel sila ng mga tao sa Twitter or sa Facebook and pati pag merong social media campaign. Sana ganun din to encourage people to actually vote. Not just encourage, but to actually make people act and um, get to register to vote. Kasi yun yun eh, parang sana next time, next year, hindi na ganito yung usapan natin, di ba? Na parang how the government is using social media. Sana mas meron ng concrete action. So, yun, da, nakasalalay din yun sa gobyerno natin. So, I hope yung social media, kasi especially with the pandemic, yung social media presence ng mga tao matranslate siya sa pila para sa voting centers. Ano yan, medyo malaking task yan. Pero I hope na ang ating mga friends, ating mga listeners or audience ay kaya yung ganyang uh, task. Kasi it only takes, what, talking to people, to start talking to your family, to your friends, and then eventually mag-ripple effect yan. Uh, lalawak yung uh, audience ng information na, ta- na tama at hindi mali. So, Thank you so much, Gabby and Camille, for joining me today. Alam ko, medyo mahirap yung topic natin, but it's important, it's relevant, and it should be parang discussed all the time kasi it's happening right now before our very eyes. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you would like to be updated on this and other issues, huwag kalimutan na i-follow ang Rapper and News Race sa Facebook, pati na rin sa Twitter. Kung gusto mo na access to exclusive content and events, pwede ka sumali sa Rapper Plus. Kung meron ka naman gusto na topic that you think we should discuss in our podcast, pwede kang mag-email sa investigative at trapper.com. Again, I am Jules Gavilan, and this is Newsbreak Beyond the Stories.